Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. If you're applying to medical school in 2022 to start medical school in 2023, join me Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, or Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern at premedworkshop.com. Go register today. I'm going to show you how to tell your story in your application. Again, that's premedworkshop.com. If you are applying to medical school in 2022, be there or be square. The Medical School HQ podcast, session number 88. Ultimately, what you want to do in your personal statement is, is give give schools a glimpse of who you are, you know, the, the person behind the application, behind the paper. Hey, this is Z-Dog MD, rapper, physician, legendary turntable health revolutionary, and part-time gardener. And you're listening to the Medical School HQ podcast, hosted by the irredeemably awesome Ryan Gray. Welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and I believe that competition amongst your pre-med and medical student peers is detrimental to becoming a great physician. In this podcast, we show you how dedication, hard work, and honesty are critical to becoming a superior physician in today's healthcare environment. Now, folks, the MCAT 2015 is coming a lot of people are taking the MCAT now. If you want to get a leg up, go to freemcatgift.com where you can download an awesome 30-plus page report all about the MCAT. Today, we are bringing back a guest for the third time, the first time that we have a three-peat guest on. It's Dr. Greg Politis, and I'm going to have him reintroduce himself when we get started. But if you haven't heard of Dr. Politis before, I interviewed him back in session 23 and session 35. 35 is a very popular one. We talk all about fixing a medical school application after starting your pre-med path poorly. In session 23, we talked a lot about med prep. It's a pre-med program at WashU, which is where he is a pre-med advisor, a instructor of this med prep course, and he's also on the admissions committee and does some uh, teaching at the medical school as well. So he is an all-around awesome guy to know, and he takes uh, the time to talk to us and share his wisdom with you, which is phenomenal. So Wash U, one of the best pre-med schools in the country, WashU Medical School, one of the best medical schools in the country, so you're getting the knowledge from Dr. Politis. 
and he's sharing it with us today. So we're going to talk about the personal statement. And I was recently at a uh, Princeton Review course teaching about all about the application process. And one of the questions that a student asked me was the enigma of the personal statement. Why, what, what is it? Why, what needs to come of it? And, and we'll talk about that in today's uh, interview. We, we talk about why students make mistakes on the personal statement. What are some of the common things that cause the personal statement to move directly into the do not interview pile? We talk about some of the good, the bad, the ugly. So if you are struggling with your personal statement, if you need some help, if you need some motivation, hold on tight because there's a ton of great information today that we're going to share with you. So Greg, welcome back. Why don't you reintroduce yourself and let the listener know who you are? My name is Greg Politis. I'm an associate professor of emergency medicine at uh, the Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis. Uh, I'm also the course master of the practice of medicine course for the first and third year medical school classes. And I also teach uh, two courses on the main campus of Washington University for undergraduate students um, called the MedPrep program. Awesome. We talked all about MedPrep before back, I think it was session 23, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we had you back on again. So this is this is your third time on the show. So welcome back. Thank you. Obviously, you're doing something right. We keep inviting you back. I'm still waiting for the royalty check, though. Anyway. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the checks, too. Don't worry. Yes, right. Uh, so yeah, it was session 23 we had you on and then session 35. So you can get those at medicalschoolhq.net slash 23 or slash 35. So Greg, today I brought you back because I want to talk about personal statements and and what it is about personal statements that maybe an admissions committee member is looking for what they're not looking for some good the bad the ugly mm-hmm. i was i was teaching a class or giving a talk at a, a the princeton review uh had a has their summer immersion program going on here in boston and they asked me to come talk about admissions and, and the, the application process, which was fun to do. And one of the questions that was asked from one of the students was, personal statements, I, I think her word was enigma. They're such an enigma. Mm-hmm. They, some people recommend you don't go look at examples. Some people recommend you do go look at examples. Some people, it, it, they're just kind of all over the place. And And my thought to her was, personal statements are supposed to be an enigma. There is no right and wrong. It's your personal statement. That's right. And so I, w- I want to put you on the spot. Can you think about your personal statement when you wrote it, however long ago that was, and, and maybe what you struggled with, what you talked about? Well, you know, first of all, I think the reason why uh, personal statements are viewed as an enigma by students is that they're probably trying to figure out or they think they want to figure out what it is that an admissions committee wants to wants to hear, and so they're they're wondering what is it that is going to to show me the best light. And so one thing I always tell medical school applicants is don't put too much energy in trying to figure out uh, what someone on an admission committee wants, because you'll really never figure it out. 
you're exactly right. The personal statement is about you. And when I look back uh, at my personal statement, I think I focused mine on the fact that I did some post-bac work after my undergraduate time. And I used that to basically kind of explain the path that I took in order to make the decision to go to medical school. And I really think that's ultimately what you want to do in your personal statement is, is give, give schools a glimpse of who you are, you know, the, the person behind the application, behind the paper. And really, you can really write uh, about anything, uh, but ultimately it should tie in uh, to why it is that you want to do medicine. Uh, I've read, you know, hundreds and of personal statements. And, and I can tell you that usually most applicants uh, talk about some kind of personal experience they've had uh, that, that really kind of let them know that medicine was the right career for them. And so the way you go about it, I think, is it's a very personal way, a very personal decision. And there really is no right or wrong way. And maybe I shouldn't say this at the very beginning, but Ultimately, I think for the most part, a personal statement, uh, if it's written well, has a relatively neutral effect on your application. At least that's my opinion uh, compared to the other components of your application. Now, with that being said, you still want to put the time into it because a really poorly written personal statement you know, could be, could be a negative in your application, especially if you do things like uh, if you have spelling errors. Uh, or if you you tend to come off quirky, you know, too quirky, you know, borderline odd, you have to really <laughs> kind of watch those things. Um, but I've never really seen um, an application where the personal statement in and of itself was the determining factor that, that you know, made our decision change from, you know, you know made, made all the difference. Uh, but it's still an important part of the application and that it allows us to kind of understand you better. And so I do think that students should take time to, to, to do it right. Now I want to circle around and you mentioned it's your opinion on, on how the personal statement is Mm -hmm. supposed to be part of the application. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing that, that we forget as pre-meds is kind of every school is a little bit different. Right. With how they view the personal statement, how they use the personal statement with their admissions right. criteria, right. when an admissions uh, member is actually looking at the personal statement. So it, mm-hmm. every school is different. So there is right. no black and white. I no, can't tell you specifically, here's how it, how it works. This is when we're going to look at it. Right. At, at Wash U, are you, are you reading them before you invite people for interviews? Uh, yes. Yes, we do. We actually review the entire application before uh, before we invite an applicant for an interview. Okay. And um, so uh, now schools will do things uh, differently when it comes to the actual interview itself, though. You know, some schools will do blind interviews. Some schools will will read a portion of the application. Uh, and so uh, I don't think it really matters from the applicant's point of view in terms of preparation. You know, the way they prepare for their interview and the way they prepare in general should be the same all the way around. Okay. So if you're reading a personal statement 
And this is at that initial kind of review, you're reviewing the whole application, deciding whether or not this student is good enough for an interview at WashU or anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's going to make you go, this personal statement, besides the odd personal statement they just mentioned, right. put that in the no interview list. Is there, is there, are there any red flags that you go, you know what, this person obviously didn't take the time to to put some effort into this, we're not going to invite them. Well, I think from the, from the outset that the most concerning thing from the beginning would be one that is just, uh, just a poorly written personal statement where you just feel that the person hasn't displayed, uh, number one, putting it, put in the time to, to do it right. If you have a, a personal statement that has a lot of spelling or grammatical errors, that can really be a negative. Uh, that could be a, a huge negative. Do you see um, a lot of those? No, you don't. Okay, good. Um, but every now and then, every now and then, you'll see somebody who you know has five or six spelling errors, and and uh, maybe not just in the personal statement, but throughout their application. And uh, you know that really isn't acceptable. This is an important application. You need to take the time to do it right. And um, and so, uh, but I think that would be the first thing. So you know, avoid doing that to start. So uh, start out by avoiding avoid making it a bad personal statement in those ways. Uh, I think um, the other thing is if a person really doesn't display the maturity uh, that, that we're looking for in that uh, what they write about is not really giving us a picture of, of why it is they want to do medicine. Uh, If it's, if it's one that meanders and doesn't really have a, a focus that also is not good. I don't think that would necessarily, uh, you know, kick you out of the running for an interview. But what we really want to see is somebody who is is able to explain to us uh, why it is that this is the path that they've chosen. And what I think is a good idea is, and our, our pre-health advisors recommend this as well, is that before you submit it, you really ought to have uh, three different people read it. And the three different people are the, the first one would be somebody who knows you well. So, you know, let your mom or dad or best friend or someone who can kind of read it to see if this is this kind of reflects who you are uh, as a person. You know, does this really have kind of internal consistency, so to speak? And um, I think that will just help because uh, when it comes to your interview and, and, and you're asked some questions that may may arise from your personal statement, it, it'll, it, it will be, it'll make sense to you. So I think that's the first thing. The other one would be someone who checks it for grammatical correctness. So we actually will have, have a, a writing center where we have graduate students in English that will work with the students after they've written their personal statement to review it for grammatical correctness and those kind of things. And then the third one would be to have someone who can read it for substance and content. So if you have an advisor, for example, and somebody who can help you say, this makes sense, this, this is a good focus, um, a, good, a good logical way to, to discuss why it is that medicine is the right thing for you. And really, you have a lot of freedom in what you want to write about. You can, um, like I said, a lot, of, a lot of students will write about a personal experience that they had if they were in the hospital as a patient. And you know, their experience. And we've, I've seen a lot of those, those kind of personal statements where, where students realize this is really something that I think would be a fulfilling career. 
uh, to be on the other side and, and, and be able to work with patients to that degree. Um, one thing so I, I, I want to stop you right there because uh-huh. I, I think I, I've gotten this question so many times. Students have those experiences, right? but they assume that that's too cliche. That's the cliche right. personal statement. Right. I, was, I was treated by a doctor. I love the experience or my family member was treated by a doctor. I saw that, that change that it made in our family and my, in my dad or mom. And so that's what made me want to be a doctor. People are scared to write those kind of statements because they think they're kind of right. the, that cliche personal right. statement. Well, you know, the way I look at it is, um, granted, we will read hundreds, if not thousands of these uh, over the course of the time you serve in admissions. But it has to be about what's important to you. And so I really try hard not to it's not about me and what I, what, what I've seen in the past, it's about you. And so the way you write your personal statement is about your experience. And I don't think you should be penalized uh, because I have read many other experiences. And like I said, I read a lot of personal statements. And like I said, if you, if you're writing about something that truly is important uh, to you and explains why it is uh, that you want to be a physician, um, I wouldn't worry so much about that. That kind of falls into the category of worrying too much about what admissions committees think. And that's where some students get into trouble is they try to be quirky. And I, I think good advice across the board is, is um, you know, you could be unique, but you, you want to be careful too. Um, and uh, it's the same way with the interview as well, you know. So uh, I wouldn't worry too much about that. The um, – you know, the one thing you don't want to do, and this is, I, I, I've seen this also, is you don't want to use your personal statement to rehash your CV. Um, yes, I, ha- I have that as a question <clears throat> for you. Yeah. I, I see that, uh, the, 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 the timeline, and then, and then, right. and yes. then. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think that is probably because students are worried that their entire application won't be, you know, reviewed in its entirety. And you want to make sure that you see all that I've done. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think that's necessary because we've seen all that you've done. It's the same way with your, with your interview. You don't need to go through every aspect of your CV. We already know that. We can ask you about that. And, you know, if you, if you want to mention experiences that kind of tie in to why it is that you want to be a physician, if you want to talk a little bit about the research that you've done and then a little bit about the volunteer experience that you've done and how that all kind of meshed together in order for you to help make your decision. I think that's fine, but you're right. There are some that will literally almost write it like in bullet points. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that is, is not a good way to go. Um, the other thing is, is I would, I would avoid uh, using too much of the first person. You know, a lot of students, well, I did this, I did this, I did this. I think that's also another uh, thing that students should avoid. I, you, you want to write about what these experiences meant to you, what you've learned from those experiences. So I would write about the experience more than writing about what you have achieved. Yeah. There's a there's a saying that, that I, I picked it up somewhere. I don't know where it's, it's I can't claim it as mine, but maybe I will now. It's it's show, don't tell. So right. instead of I, I am empathic, I am a hard worker, I am right. this talk about. 
that time when you had an empathic moment and brought a patient a warm blanket and what that meant to her or right. you or. Right. So no, I completely agree. You know, you, you, um, you will, you will have the time to display all those aspects of who you are. Just, just, you know, when, when you do interview and I think that comes trying to put too much in your personal statement, uh, it can, can just make it kind of a, kind of a clunky personal statement. It just doesn't really kind of fit. Um, ultimately I think a well-written personal statement is one that as you're reading it, it flows nicely. It's easy to read. And, uh, and it doesn't seem, uh, it seems effortless to read. And so, uh, and it does not need to be uh, necessarily very long. Um, and like I said, it does not need to be a rehash. It should not be a rehash of your, of your CV. So let's talk about that for a second. Very long. So AMCAS, which WashU is a part of, it's 5,300 characters is the max for a personal statement. Right. I think most people have a problem fitting their life into 5,300 characters. Right. Uh, are, are you finding, for the most part, that people are, are bumping up against that, that cap? Or Well, I think if it's written well, uh, no. Um, sometimes when a student writes a personal statement where they they want to try to pack it all in where they're switching topics multiple times within the personal statement, or they want to talk about three different experiences instead of, you know, one or two uh, and three may be okay, depending on how it's written. But I've seen some where students want to pack in even more than that. And you're switching gears so much uh, sometimes reading these that, that you, you kind of, lo- it loses its, its, its overall impact. You know, I think uh, what you're writing about should ultimately kind of circle around uh, answering that question about why medicine's a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so that's, that's why having others kind of read it and, um, and, and see what they like about it and what they don't like about it is good. Um, taking the time to write it. Uh, that's, that's the key is give yourself time. We've all, done that where we've written something and the next day we read it and we can't stand it. But when you were writing it, you're like, wow, this sounds pretty good. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next day you're like, Oh, I have to change this. Um, but then at some point you need to, you need to stop and submit it. And that's also, I think difficult for some students where, uh, they will, um, you know, have four versions of a personal statement. They just cannot make a decision. And like I said, that's where in general, if it, if it flows nicely and it's well-written without errors, it really has more of a neutral effect, at least in my mind and with others that I've spoken to as well, who do admissions that um, it's not as much of a make or break as I think students, you know, think. Okay. We're not going to, you know, analyze your application uh, to where if you have a dangling participle in your, in your personal statement, you're out. It's not, it's not like that. I don't even remember what that is to <laughs> right, be able right, to see it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the, another big thing that is asked is quotes. Can I have a quote in my personal statement? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's easy. Just cite it, cite the quote, you yeah. know, and, and, um, 
uh, if it ties in well, that's that's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If it ties in well, if yeah. <laughs> if if it uh, is not bumping you up against that fifty three hundred characters, and you got to cut right. other stuff out that might be important. That's right. One one of the things that some people would say is, well, those again, it's supposed to be a personal statement, and those aren't your words, so therefore yeah. it's no longer personal. But yeah, if it if it's tying together a theme, maybe uh, right, that would help. Yeah, I mean, if you're quoting a if you're quoting a, a line or two, and you cite the quote versus you know quoting a big uh, selection of something that's yeah that's different yeah yeah all right one kind of final thing maybe before some final thoughts is red flags Mm -hmm. if if i am a student that had to do a post back because i got some terrible grades early on or maybe i'm a career changer and my initial undergrad was terrible but now i'm a 4.0 post back student Right. Should that be stuff that's addressed in a personal statement so that the admissions committee member can can kind of go, oh, that's why they they failed their first chemistry class? I would say yes. Uh, The reason is, is because there aren't a lot of other places in the primary application where you can put that. Uh, All schools are going to send out a secondary application, but depending on the school, the secondary application may or may not be a great place for that. And uh, the reality of it is you, you're not sure, you, you know, if how, how well those secondary statements are read. And so you can at least be assured that, that if it's in the, the, the personal statement, uh, that someone should have read that, should have seen it, whether it was a decision for your interview or during your interview. And I think that's important because you, you can explain a lot and if it's done well, you can really kind of nullify concerns that somebody reviewing your application would otherwise have if they didn't see that. Okay. That sounds perfect. Are there any resources that you give your pre-med students when it comes to writing personal statements? Not in particular. Our main resources is the writing center. Uh, And then the advice that the pre-health advisors, as well as the med prep course that I teach, uh, we do review this about the importance of uh, of putting the time in to do it right uh, and all the other advice that I've mentioned here as well. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dr. Politis again from WashU. He teaches a pre-med course there. He teaches at the medical school. He does it all. So soak up that information. Go back. Listen to it again if you're not quite ready to start writing your personal statements, then kind of save this one. And when you are ready to write them, then come back and listen to this and listen to some do's and don'ts. It's important to understand, and we didn't talk about it too much, but it's important to understand that this is a long process. Start early. It's going to take longer than you think it will. And all of those edits and and putting it aside and forgetting about it for a couple of days and then coming back to it with fresh eyes, that takes a while. So it's a hard thing to do. Take your time, don't rush it, and start early. As I always like to do on here, I want to take a second to thank the many people that uh, wrote in and gave us five-star ratings and reviews. I'm not going to read them all on this one because there are too many actually, which is phenomenal. But I'm going to start and read a couple. We have Razorback 
TJ saying a great resource. He looks forward or she looks forward to the podcast every week. Premed for Life says, love it. So helpful, informative, and encouraging. Amber from Oklahoma says, this is action-packed. I don't know about action-packed, but uh, I'll take it. I equate it to Mythbusters, she says, which, ah, that's awesome. I love Mythbusters. And Aku98 says, helpful helpful for pre-meds of any age. So we'll have more awesome five-star ratings and reviews next time. If you haven't taken the time to leave us a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate you taking a minute of your time and going to medicalschoolhq.net slash iTunes and leave a rating and review there in iTunes for us. That lets iTunes know that you like us and they, they will be more likely to using their fancy algorithm to show us to more students looking for medical school and pre-med information. Speaking of iTunes, if you don't already, you should subscribe in iTunes or whatever aggregator or podcast listener that you listen to so that every week when these podcasts come out, they'll go directly into your player while you're sleeping. I hope you got a ton of great information today. If you learned anything specifically, we would love to hear it. Everything we talked about today will be in a special show notes page specifically for this episode at medicalschoolhq.net slash 88, as in episode 88. And Dr. Politis' old ones you can find at medicalschoolhq.net slash 23 or slash 35 for his other episodes. Come say hi to us on Twitter. Medical School HQ is our handle, and uh, you can find us there and talk to us and, and have a blast with us on Twitter. So until next week, I hope you got a ton of great information today. I hope that when you sit down to write your personal statement, this information will help make that process easier for you. And as always, I hope you join us next time here at the Medical School Headquarters.